0: I care not today what tomorrow may bring If shadow or sunshine or rain The Lord I know ruleth for everything And all of my worry is vain Living by faith in Jesus above Trusting, confiding is His great love. From all harm's sake, safe. in His sheltering heart, I'm living by faith. Though tempests may blow and the storm clouds arise, Obscuring the brightness of life, I'm never alarmed at the overcast skies, The Master looks on at the strife, Living by faith in Jesus above, can find being in His great
1: love.
0: From all I'm His I'm living by faith. return to the earth some sweet day, our troubles will then all be yours. The Master so gently will lead us away beyond that blessed heavenly shore, living by faith in Jesus above. Trusting, confiding in his great
1: love,
0: from all arms in his sheltering arms.
2: 376. 376.
0: He paid a debt, he did not owe, I owed a debt, I could not pay, I needed someone to wash my sins away, and now I sing a brand new song, amazing grace. that I could never
1: pay.
0: He paid that debt at Calvary. He cleansed my soul and set me free. I'm glad that Jesus did all my sins erase. that I could never pay. One day He's coming back for me to live with Him eternally.
1: Won't it be glory
0: to see Him on that day? I then will sing a brand new song, amazing grace. The death that, that I, I think-
2: Six hundred forty six, six hundred forty six, onward Christian soldiers.
0: Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to war. With the cross of Jesus going on before. Christ the royal master leads against the foe. soldiers marching as to war with, with the cross, cross of Jesus going on before at the sound of triumph Satan's host flee lead on then Christian soldiers victory. Hell's foundations quiver at the shout of praise. Brothers, lift your voices, loud your anthems raise. Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to And thrones may perish, perish, kingdoms rise, rise and wane, but, but the church. church of She has to walk. To war with the cross of Jesus going on before. Six hundred
1: sixty-four.
2: All of a sudden forgot which tune this one was. Mm-hmm.
0: Take, my and take my life. That was the wrong tune, wasn't it?
1: Yes. I thought Let's I had the uh Take My Life. Mm.
2: Is this a totally different tune than what I know? Because I know I know two different tunes. That's why it confused me. I think six sixty nine is the right one.
0: Mm-hmm. Now this is the
2: other tune that I know. Is the other one in here? They do that a lot in this book. Write the same song to three different tunes. <laughs> Well, we can sing it to the tune we know. What? <laughs> You're not that handicapped. Six, 662, Alt to Jesus. Yeah.
0: To Jesus, I surrender. Wow worldly pleasures all forsaken and take Me Jesus take me now. So to
2: Seventy nine. You haven't learned anything about this recently, have you, John?
0: Jesus, oh for grace to trust Him more. Oh how sweet to trust in, trust in Jesus, Jesus, just to trust His cleansing blood, blood. Just, just in simple faith to plunge me the healing cleansing blood. Precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust Him more. Yes, tis sweet to trust in Jesus, just from sin and self to cease, just from Jesus simply taking life and rest and joy and peace. Ko
2: 851
0: Some glad morning when this life is o'er, I'll fly away to a home on God's celestial shore, I'll fly away. But grow oh, now fly away like a bird from prison bars that flow
2: 666.
0: I am thy no Lord, I have heard thy voice and it told thy love to me. But I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to Thee. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where Thou hast died. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to thy precious pleading sight. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast hope, and my will be lost in thine. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where Thou hast died. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord. single hour that before thy throne I stand. When I kneel in prayer and with thee, my God, I commune as friends. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to thy precious, bleeding sight. There are depths of love that I cannot know till I cross the narrow sea. There are heights of joy that I may not reach, till I rest in peace with Thee. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where Thou
3: think of Apostle John. He knelt there at the cross, very close to Jesus' side. Many of the others, it says, were afar off and watched. But not John. John took Jesus' mother Mary and went right up at the foot of the cross and he knelt there. And he says that he witnessed something. And when I think of what John experienced with Jesus at those last moments on the cross, and I think about others who were afar off, and the difference Jesus looks at John and and he speaks to John and to his mother, and it changed John's life. And so. Whenever I sing this song, I, just, I think of John's personal experience there at the cross, and I hear Jesus inviting me there, too. Sometimes we want to stand afar off and look but Jesus did just come.
2: Any other testimonies, prayer requests? We can spend some time in prayer. We can keep singing, whatever you wish, whatever's on your heart. But uh, if you have something to share, please feel free to.
4: Ellie, could we pray for you today? Um, she was in the hospital this week. Um, so could we pray for you today? Yeah, that God would heal you. Um, i not sure. Are you doing okay? Are you doing better? Okay.
2: You want to lead us out on that, Sarada? and so Phil? you can pray as well.
4: Father, I pray that you um, would continue to heal Ellie and um, watch over her, whatever um, was wrong with her this week that she was in the hospital with. God, I know that you care, and I know that you have all things under your control. And God, I pray that whatever it is that she has been facing and going through, that it would bring her to a closer walk with you, Jesus, and that you could reveal your love to her in a, a greater way and Father I pray you would give her grace and a lot of peace as she goes through this and um, I just pray God that you would encourage her heart today in your word and in who you are and your love for her thank you God for um, for healing her that she is able to be here today and I pray that you would continue to do this healing in her, in her body and also in her heart Father that she would see you um, for who you are and see the love that you have for her. Thank you so much for bringing her into our lives. I pray that you would bless her today.
3: Yes, Father. Thank you for using these trials of life to draw us nearer to you. Many times they, they do something within us, Lord, that we realize we can't help ourselves and we need help. And so we call upon the name of the Lord, and you promised that whoever calls upon you will be saved. Not only saved with our sins forgiven, and, but Lord, saved from the trial, saved from temptation, saved from, uh, from so many uh, discouraging thoughts and attitudes and, and wonderings and questions. So many things you save us from. You save us from ourselves. And I pray that this week, Ellie was drawn to you, Lord. And I thank you for for touching her body and strengthening her so that she could be here with us this morning. And we commit her to you and ask you that you would strengthen her with all might by your Holy Spirit in her inner man. That she would be rooted and grounded in your love knowing that whatever happens to us, your love is a constant, and you are faithful. Your love towards us does not change. So I pray, Lord, help her to just rejoice in your love this morning, and I pray that you would continue to bless her and strengthen her. Thank you for her in Jesus' name.
2: Anyone else anything to share? that that is a good thing at all times and and with everything going on in the world now and and sickness yet on top of it why uh that's doubly a good thing you want to lead some prayer john As I mentioned at the start, we're planning on having a communion service today. It's, it's been a while since we've uh, done that, especially with uh, COVID and everything happening. So uh, we'll uh, be following a little bit of different procedures than what we have normally done in the past. I'll let I'll let Phil explain that when he uh, comes forward and. And shares the word and and the communion service as well. Um, Other than that, I think our our announcements for today are pretty much the normal ones. Have our meal following the service and we can, uh, everyone's welcome to stay and partake in that and, and be a part of that fellowship as well. Let's sing one more song. I think uh, it would be a shame to have all these great bass singers here and not take, make use of their voices. <clears throat> Terry looks a little bit flabbergasted.
1: <laughs> well, let's turn to
2: number 570 and see if you're a great bass singer. You still have your microphone over there, Addie. Hand that over to Terry and Preston and uh, see if they can. Uh, Because you guys guys have to lead out on the chorus. 570? Jason, you can make your voice heard too. (laughs) Don't shake your head, Preston. (laughs) You know it. Sure you do. (laughs)
1: <laughs> probably
2: you know it Carrie you know it don't you I'll, I'll, I'll try to help you on the base, at least the first time through
0: each day I'll do a golden deed by helping no My life on earth is but a spend. and so I'll, I'll do the best I can. Life's
2: evening sun,
0: life's evening sun, is sinking low I must go to meet
2: Great job.
3: praying this week and pondering about the Lord Jesus' work on the cross and how it affects me. I was also reading through the Gospel of John. You can turn your Bibles with me to John chapter 4. This is where we are have left off the last time I spoke and the one thing that I didn't address was what Jesus spoke to the woman about so we looked at Jesus example but the reason Jesus came to Samaria was not just To leave John and his ministry so that there's not a competition he came to Samaria with a message for the people and Jesus always comes with something to say to us don't expect Jesus to come and draw near to you as you pray or read the word or you wanting to experience his presence and Expect that he will be silent. Jesus is not silent. Jesus has much to say to you and I. And he had much to say to this woman. The one thing, the one thing that he wanted to change in this woman's heart and all of the Samaritans was their faith towards God. And that's still Jesus' goal for you and I. The one thing He wants to change in our hearts and in our thoughts is our worship. He wants to change or redirect our worship. Because many of us worship that which we do not know. Just like the Samaritan. Look at what Jesus said to the woman in John chapter 4 verse 19 after Jesus addressed her sin which she was trying to hide Jesus exposed it and said I know about your life and that it wasn't right then she says well sir I perceive I you must be a prophet then Jesus said these words. Well, she continues in verse 20. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and you people say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, an hour is coming when neither in that in this mountain nor in Jerusalem shall you worship the Father. Now men still worship, in Jerusalem. In fact, many Christians still think there's some unique worship they can experience by going to the city of Jerusalem and somehow experiencing in a more earthly way, immersing themselves into the culture of the Jewish uh, culture, etc. Just like Muslims who worship and they go on these pilgrimages. The Hindus, many religions, still seek to worship God in a certain earthly place. Somehow, by them physically going there, they feel they're drawing near to the person they're worshiping. Jesus said, you won't worship God the Father any earthly way or in any earthly there's no place on earth where you and I can go physically to draw near to God than what you are right now than what you are on Monday morning at your workplace than what you are when you lie down in bed than what you are sitting around your table or just doing life if you are seeking to worship God as your father God the Father, then you must worship Him in a very different way. Look what Jesus is saying. Verse 22, You worship that which you do not know. We worship that which we know, for salvation is from the Jews, but an hour is coming, and now is, when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit. Spirit means in your inner man. You see, many people are still seeking to worship God with their elder man. The Hebrews did it before Jesus came, by taking literal bullocks and lambs and turtle doves and coming to the tabernacle and offering physical outward sacrifice. Man is still seeking to worship through outward sacrifice. Something physical, tangible, that can see and do and be a part of. Are you worshiping God that way? And you are not worship, a true worshiper. Because true worship is inside not outside it affects the outside but that's not where it starts and that's not where it is true worship is in the spirit of a man and a woman your inner affections of your heart your thought life that's who you worship where your affections are that which affects you That which you think about and meditate on, that's where your worship is. And Jesus was addressing this with her, with the Samaritans. An hour is coming, and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For such people the Father is looking, seeks. He is seeking. God is seeking those people who get it. That their worship is in spirit. He's seeking you then to be His worshiper. He's seeking to be His worshippers. That's why Jesus came to Samaria. Jesus was seeking those men and women to be His worshippers. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. And the woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming. Now she goes deeper. First he was a prophet. Now she says, I know there's a Messiah, a Savior. She understood, I can't save myself. How shall I worship God without a Messiah? I can't. Yet we try, through outward worship, to please God. We try to please Him within ourselves. To do things, to appease Him, to make Him love us. That's natural. We've been doing that from the day we were born. We've been doing that ever since Adam and Eve have sinned. And God put them out of the garden, away from His presence. Man has been trying to please God to appease His anger, to worship Him, to keep the gods away, pleased with them and their anger away from them. The world is still full of people who are trying to appease the gods they worship. Are you? Is this how you are worshiping the Father? Then you haven't understood the Father's love. Because God is seeking for people who worship Him because they've been saved from their sin. They have found a Savior, the Messiah. And she began to see this. There's a Messiah coming which He who is called Christ. And when that one comes, when that one comes, He will declare to us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am He. This is it it's me in considering having the breaking of bread and the fellowship with Jesus which is really what it is in 1st Corinthians chapter 11 Paul tells the church at Corinth he's correcting them because of the way they were having this fellowship together the breaking of bread together the drinking of the cup And they were doing it in an unworthy of Jesus way. Meaning their worship was wrong. They weren't doing it in a healthy way. They were doing it in a wrongful spirit. Paul correcting them in verse 23 says to them. uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 23. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. That the Lord Jesus in the night in which he was betrayed took bread. You can read this in John chapter 13. Throughout the gospels. You can read this story. How Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks he broke it. And he said this is my body. Which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Now the Corinthians were, were unhealthy And were incorrect in how they came together and broke bread because they weren't doing it in remembrance of what Jesus had done for them they were doing it in contentious spirit some were getting drunk others were keeping the food to themselves and pigging out becoming gluttons and others just had maybe a couple little things to eat and they were very hungry but the others they wouldn't share with them And the guys that had too much wine, they wouldn't give him wine. It was a mess. They were earthly minded. They weren't remembering Jesus. Still today, the devil has one goal, brother, sister. He wants you to come and break this bread and drink this cup thinking of others not remembering Jesus. Thinking of yourself not remembering Jesus. He wants to take the affections of your heart and your thoughts and the meditations that you're having as you come together even in God, with God's people and cause you to think about others and forget about Jesus. And I beg you, my dear brother, sister, remember Jesus. Jesus, I think of the words in Hebrews chapter 3. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, Consider Jesus Consider Jesus think upon him the high priest and apostle of your faith He is the Messiah and he changes everything Just like he did her life here the woman who met him at the well Received living water and it changed her life forever and her whole village it will change yours and mine too, forever, and our whole village. So, do you understand what this experience is about? It's to remember the work of the cross of Jesus when he hung there, and to experience what John experienced when he knelt there at the foot of the cross, to see what he's seen, and to believe what he believed. In the same way, verse 25, he took the cup also after supper, saying, this is the cup in the new covenant. This is, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Jesus is saying, don't just consider me and think about me. I have something to say to you. Do it in the promise I've given you. Has God given you a promise? I don't know about you, but it means something to us when people promise something. It means something to the boys when I tell them, we're going to go do this, or we're going to go do that. There's an expectation that arises in your heart, right? And you remind me of it. Dad, you promised. Sometimes I have to remind them, I'm not God. God. I can tell you let's plan to do this a man's heart plans his way but the lord directs his steps proverbs 16 tells us but not so with god god fulfills his promise so jesus today is coming to each one of us as you take this little wafer piece and do it in remembrance of him and you drink this little cake cup of juice that is just an, uh, uh, it's, it's only a symbol of the life that he's promising to you and me Jesus is here to make a promise with us and you and I get to remember his promise and be renewed in it and it changes us bring your Bibles with me to Colossians I was going through the book of Colossians as I shared with you in pondering these things and in Colossians chapter 1 Paul speaks to the church here and he says to them we give thanks to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ praying always for you since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and that's exactly what happened with this woman and her village is that they believed Jesus was there Personal Messiah. God had fulfilled the promise of the Messiah to them. That day, they received the promise of Jesus giving them eternal life. And it changed their life. And Paul is saying to the church here since we heard that you received this promise, your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have for all the saints. Because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, that promise that there is a hope, a home in heaven for you, that's one thing Jesus promises you and me today. Have you considered that promise? There's a heaven, there's a home, and He's promising it to you and me, a place where He dwells. Like He said in John chapter 14, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. Which this, of which you previously heard in the word of truth, the gospel, which has come to you, just as in all the world, also as it it is constantly bearing fruit and increasing, even as it has been doing in you, also since the day you heard of it and understood the grace of God, in truth what I want to point out to you here in this scripture is what Jesus pointed out to this woman true worship redirects our focus and our thoughts to our Creator off of anything created onto the Creator just like Paul spoke to the church in Rome about And warn them of a deception, a very sly one. Which I wonder, as you sit here today, if the Holy Spirit will have to do some redirecting in your focus of your worship and how you worship God in your spirit and truth. He he is mine, and I pray He will yours. Romans chapter 1. Paul is warning the church about these people who, in verse 21, for even though they knew God, there's a knowledge about God, they know God is God, you and I do too, right? But they did not honor Him as God or give thanks. But they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. I ask you today how much speculation is in your worship? How much guessing are you doing about God? How much of your relationship with God is based upon knowing God knowing about God but a lot of guesswork? If it is then there's a lot of darkness in your relationship with God because speculation darkens the heart and it makes it foolish and professing to be wise they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man of birds and four-footed animals and crawling creatures Then look at verse 25 for they exchanged the truth of God or a lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the Creator who is blessed forever if your life has read like this if you've read this verse in Colossians chapter 1 like this O Lord Jesus we give thanks to you our Father and our God and And you you come to him with this kind of prayer. But it says this. Since we heard of your faith in man and your love for God. Is that how it is for you? Is your worship a, a bounced off worship? You know what I mean by that? Is it a worship that is directed towards man and then bounces up to God? So you worship God through men. You allow men to lead you to God. Your worship is processed through other men's minds and words. And that's how you get to know God and worship God. You follow men to God. I tell you, I've realized in my life, that this darkness can overcome us like a setting sun. You know the sun sets? Sets, sets, and it becomes kind of twilight. And all of a sudden you're like, Whoa, it got dark in here. And that's how this can happen to you and I. The Lord Jesus has come for this Samaritan woman who was distracted in her worship to take it right back to a personal relationship with jesus who she met up front close personal he became her messiah that day and that's why i laid that out that sheet of paper there the bible is full of verses dear brother sister that warn us never to put our trust in men but only our faith should only be in god and we are commanded to love people but do you know how I fool the churches is of people who are looking to trust men and love God? Love God and trust men. We are looking for leaders we can trust.
1: I've had throughout my years
3: of leading Christians, many well-believing. Highly esteemed Christians, brothers in the church, tell me when I told them, you are not to trust me. You're commanded not to trust me. You only have one command, and that is to love me, not trust me in any way. They said, you're wrong. We must have leaders we can trust. Where do you find that in your Bible? Show me even one verse that commands believers to trust a man and I have shown you just a few but there are many many more who warn us as people not to trust men or even our own hearts but to only trust God and then love men and this reverse brings about a lot of foolishness in our hearts misdirected worship which can lead us to disillusionment about God himself because we are looking for people we can trust so we can build a relationship with no you've got it all wrong according to God's word we are only to put our faith in God never in a person Isaiah chapter 2 You'll see that i pointed that out in Isaiah chapter 2. Why should a man be esteemed whose breath is in his nose? And the moment he dies, is over. You see, we have gotten ourselves into so much anguish and trouble and darkness because we worship that which we do not know. We worship God through men and men we don't fully know. But God comes to us, Jesus comes to us, like He did that woman in the well today with a promise. You can trust Me. That's His promise. You can trust Me. Do you? Do you take Him at His word, and only put your faith in Jesus alone? And then, and then only, dear brother, sister, are we set free to truly love our fellow men when we stop seeking to trust each other and we commit to loving one another and we pursue as first corinthians chapter 14 tells us pursue love it becomes the pursuit of my relationship with you becomes it's in this Five letters L O B E four Love Love That's the pursuit of how I'm building a relationship with my wife, my boys, the brothers and sisters in Christ, all the saints, and I want to point that out to you. Look what he says. And the love which you have for just the few who hang out with you. Is that what he's saying to them? No. For all the saints, that means every Christian, you are to pursue to love all the family of God. While I wonder how many walls would come tumbling down between churches and relationships would be restored and healed if we just obeyed this single earth, put our faith in God, and worship that which was not created. Put our trust only in Him and then pursue to love one another as the Scriptures command us to in so many places. Continuing on in building this fellowship because this is what communion is all about, dear brothers and sisters. Today, you're testifying, you and I, that when I break this bread and share this cup together with God's family. I'm testifying that I put my faith in Jesus Christ he becomes my personal Messiah and I do this to love my brothers and sisters with the love that he loved me now Jesus came with a promise but he also came with a commandment and this is his new commandment found in John 13 and also in John chapter 15 you will begin to see it um, if you're scrolling down the call to love man, John 15:12. Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you. You've never heard anything, any other man say this and no other man ever has a right to say this. Love me as I love you. Don't ever tell your children that. Don't ever tell anyone that. Love me like I love you. No, there's a greater love than man's love. That is so imperfect and so human, it will fail you. But you can come to them, come to Jesus, and hear Jesus say to you, Love me just like I love you. And then, out of that love, experiencing the love of God in your own heart, then you can love others with that same love. Perhaps not perfectly. But you can pursue that. That becomes the pursuit of your life. In Colossians, going on through the first chapter here, he tells us, points out three things to us. In verse 9, For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will dear brother sister please don't your worship be that which you do not know pursue one thing the knowledge of god's will for you and you will not worship that which you don't know you'll worship that which you continue to get to know you will grow in knowledge in all spiritual wisdom and in understanding and this knowledge will empower you. Verse 10 so that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord and to please Him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. That becomes your life. And that will strengthen you. Look at verse 11 with all power according to His glorious might of all steadfastness and patience. And look at this. Joyously. Joyously perseverance. Joyful perseverance. As heaven looks upon your life. Can they see these three things? Your faith and affection is set on things above. And not on things on the earth. Your worship is that which God Himself is seeking out in your heart and filled with the fellowship and getting to know Jesus and your walk your life is one that is in a in a pleasing way in a way that you're seeking to please Him with your whole life and that will bring forth fruit Love, joy, peace. The fruits are coming out. You're like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. Psalm 1, Jeremiah 17. He who trusts in the Lord will be like a tree who is planted by rivers. And you bring forth that fruit right when it's needed, in its season. When love is needed in your life, fruit comes out. When peace is needed in your family, the fruit of peace comes out. You become filled with that heavenly wisdom and spiritual understanding. Verse 10, like it tells us in James 3, that sows the fruit of righteousness in peace. When joy is needed, the fruit is there in your life. It bears fruit in its season. Your life does. Your tree gives to those around you, the fruit they need in their season. A fruitful tree. And a tree that will endure, strengthen, verse 11, with all power, not from yourself. That's not, you can't bear fruit because you're determined to do so. Oh, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be patient. Have you ever seen someone try to be patient? How do you know that someone's trying to be patient? You know, there's a long line from here over there to the door. They're really trying. Boy, you can see it all over them, their efforts to be patient. But when someone is patient, you can't tell, can you? They're just there, calm, waiting. Persevering. Lord, what do you do, want me to do with my time right now? There's someone that needs love. Or you're in a hurry? Be my guest. That's patience in its season. The other is you're trying to be patient. But your very trying is impatience. And everybody knows it. It doesn't bring forth the fruit of patience doesn't make them feel good about how patient you are does it it doesn't make encourage them to be patient they want to get out of your way man That this guy you can go first no problem i'll be behind you not in front of you bearing the fruit comes from within and yet from without ourselves the holy spirit coming into our spirit and in its season that it's needed, bringing it forth. Something you and I can't force to do. We need a Messiah. We need a Savior. Those moments, we need someone to put our faith into and to believe that all things are working together for my good this very moment. And then just rest and trust and experience Him and know him that moment. Know his presence. It's right here. Right now. And then give thanks. That's what he says. For the attaining of all steadfastness and patience joyfully. This is a lot of fun waiting in line. Having patience. Who says having patience is fun? Only one crazy person on the earth, a Christian. That's him. If you see anybody having fun with patience, they must be born again. They must be born of the Spirit of the living God and be trusting in their heart, in Him, in their heart for their time. Outside of that, it's my time, my dollar. And I really need you to get out of my way and hustle because I'm important. My time's important. And you're infringing on my time. you see how misdirected the affections of our heart can be and how it affects us? So dear brother, sister, set your mind on things above, chapter 3, Colossians. If you're raised with Christ, keep seeking the things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Or else you'll be like me. You'll end up in the wrong apartment. Or almost. This morning I came home from a run. And guess where I had my head? Like this. I don't even remember what I was doing. I didn't have my phone. I was walking up. I just walk up the steps. I go... Come to the door and i go whoa this is not my apartment i'm out of there quickly running for the other apartment i should have looked up but i was looking down at my feet and you end up in the wrong apartment yeah you will you trust in man instead of god you'll end up in the wrong apartment brother sister in a place that can never be your home. You'll never feel at home there. You'll be a visitor at death. But if you put your faith, trust in God, and then begin to pursue love with the saints, you'll find a home, fellowship with Jesus and with the Father. Jesus promised it, and today He's standing to promise it again to you and I. I'm going to read you this verse. In closing, in John chapter 14, and this is what the woman at the well and those in Samaria in this village experienced with Jesus. Jesus gave them a home by showing them the Father. And they began to see they are God's children. It's not just those Jews down in Jerusalem who get to be called God their Father. No, in fact, when Jesus said they could call God their Father, they crucified Him. They picked up stones and said, we're going to kill you because you call God your Father. That's how they felt about Jesus' message. But the Samaritans got to experience God as their Father these days with Jesus. This is what they got from Jesus in John chapter four, in John chapter 14. Verse 23. Jesus answered and said to him if anyone loves me He will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and Make our home with him our abode That's where they're gonna. They're gonna live God the Father and Jesus Will live within you and me and so as we come together to break bread dear brother sister or if you're simply seeking God and have been trying to please Him through some outward worship, if you see that you've been duped through lead trusting men and feeling like you're kind of left hanging because you don't feel like you can trust anyone, then the Lord wants to redirect your worship today to Him alone. You know, the Thessalonians were a church that were quite gullible people, I think. Paul came to Thessalonica. You can read the story in the book of Acts. And immediately a church sprung up. But after he was chased out of town and he comes to Berea, there were a different kind of people there that Paul commended. Even Apostle Paul, as they heard the word, They didn't immediately believe him. They searched the scriptures to see if what he said was so in the scriptures. They weren't as gullible. Maybe that's why Paul spent the whole second Thessalonian letter warning the Thessalonians about deception. You should read it. He warned that church, stronger than any other church, about being deceived. Perhaps it was because they were people. I think you and I need the same warning to become Bereans to study the scriptures I have found that when the word of Christ is not dwelling in me richly I'm easily, my mind is darkened and I begin to speculate I think maybe I think maybe, do you think and I begin to form opinions and relationships based upon speculation that's why we're so gullible and prone to gossip. Why it affects us so much. The Lord today wants to redirect, redirect your worship, affections of your heart, fellowship with Him first, and then out of that fellowship, love His people, all of His people in the world. So, we're going to do things a little differently in the breaking of bread today. And that is because of the, the COVID situation, we just want to experience, um, take, take some extra precaution and thankfully some Christians have thought about this before we have and they've come up with these little kind of K-cups um, where if you peel the first one off, there's a little bit of a wafer there and you can take that and then you peel the second one off and then there's a little K-cup of juice. And in the church here, uh, we as brothers, uh, a couple years ago when we formed the Redeemed, agreed that we believe that communion is for all of God's people. And it's not for us, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, to decide who communes and who doesn't. It is for you and Jesus to decide. And so we leave it open to you. If you are here and you're a born-again believer and you want to fellowship with jesus christ and we want to give you that opportunity to do it with this testimony and to do it together with us so before we do that we have these little cake cups on a tray and anthony and john have them over here Um, they'll just be handing the tray down and dad maybe you can get up and help them as well i thought if 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 two of you one on either side and one down the aisle then you can kind of keep them going and we'll pass these out until everyone has one we'll wait to partake until we do it together okay so um, let's come to the Lord in prayer and in the spirit in which Paul was addressing the Corinthian church come and experience Jesus today set your mind on things of God not on things on the earth Give Him the affections of your heart again. And rejoice in His love for you. Lord Jesus, we come. We come, Lord, laying aside all of our prejudices, all of our ignorances, all of our human ways and flaws and failures. We don't look within ourselves. We don't look at others we choose to set our eyes upon you and to put our faith in you again you have come to be our Messiah and speak the truth to us and so we come to fellowship with you Lord and I pray as each one comes that you would draw near even as you promised and allow us to experience promise of your love in your presence. In Jesus' name.
1: Amen.